0: Good evening,
1: Sports Zonians. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike Aglia-Lauro. I am your host for this. Is Sports Zone? We're recording with you live, like we do each and every week here via the I ninety five Sports and Entertainment radio network and we got a good show for you tonight and of course we thank you everybody listening to us on all our various podcasting outlets so we thank you for joining us whether you're listening to us on google podcast apple podcast spotify stitcher TuneIn, anchor we definitely thank you for listening to us And we got a good show for you tonight. We'll be joined by Dave Hastings and Eric Schressler in a matter of moments here. And we do have a lot to talk about tonight. We got football. We have free agency. The legal tampering period, as it is affectionately known in the NFL, started yesterday at noon. So we got a whole host of moves to talk about tonight. We'll we'll get into what uh, the Giants have done or not done in free agency thus far. Ditto with Jets. Uh, Cowboys ain't really done too much either. Um, I'll be honest, though. I I have never been more underwhelmed by a free agency period than I have with what has gone on in the NFL uh, over the last week or so. So we'll get into that. We got some basketball to talk about. We have some uh, NCAA college basketball to talk about with the tournament started this uh, this weekend. Of course, the brackets came out and everything. Uh, but before we get into all that, Dave Hastings is here tonight. Let's welcome him on. Dave, how you doing? I am doing well, Mike. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. So, I mean, as you said earlier, let's let's start off with football because yeah, like you said, football, the free agency, the legal legal tampering period. That comes at the start of any NFL new year. We are in that period right now. And, you know, before we get into what I consider some of the highlights, and obviously I'll hear some of your highlights, I don't know about you, I am so goddamn underwhelmed by this year's free agency class and everything that's gone on.
2: Well, I think the the biggest thing to take out of free agency is the, there are certain players getting some long-term deals with some big time money, but. There's a lot of players out there taking those one-year deals and hoping to hit that open market next year, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when the salary cap is expected to explode again. I mean, you might see the largest increase percentage-wise in the salary cap ever uh, from this year going into next year Mm -hmm. um, that we've ever seen. And, you know, a lot of that's just contributed to the fact that uh, teams are really, you know – they cut the cap down because of COVID and the, you know, what they made last year. And, you know, they're, they're expecting a a much more normal revenue um, driven uh, situation next season. Uh, So I think it's going to be interesting to see, I mean, if everything keeps progressing the way it's progressing, you know, we could end up seeing teams with, you know, full stadiums by, you know, the middle of next season, if not sooner. Sure, uh, And I think I think that's what a lot of owners are banking on. Um, and I think that's what you're going to see. But, uh, I mean, I think that's really kind of the larger, you know, storyline when it comes down to the, the overall view of what free agency has been this year.
1: Yeah, I, I get you on that. I think, for me, the reason why I'm underwhelmed is it just seems like, you know, you look at the top of this year's free agent class, and I – I don't really see a lot of names that you could consider top tier names in the NFL. I mean, I feel like the top of this year's free agency k- class Kenny Galladay from the Lions, Shaq Barrett, who we all knew was going to wind up staying in Tampa Bay anyway. You know, you had the tight end, uh, Jonu Smith signing with the Patriots. You've had a couple other decent names there, but there's no real star talent out there it's just you have a lot of depth pieces at least at least that's where i'm seeing i don't know if you feel differently on that one
2: i think one big name that actually wasn't planned to be a um free agent is the center out of oakland uh i think it's rodney hudson
0: yes Um, yeah he got released right
2: he got released today and i i don't think any team saw that coming Um, so I think you're gonna see a lot of teams trying to get him on a like two or three year deal. He's thirty-two years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I would love to see him get signed. No disrespect to Joe Looney.
1: Um Joe Looney is no Travis Fredericks. At the very least, Rodney Hudson would get us back to that level. So I give you that.
2: That and that's what I mean. Like that would give you a really solidified piece in the middle, uh, to put next to Martin and most likely Connor Williams who I don't understand how that guy even still has a job in the NFL, but hey, who am I? Um, you know,
1: I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who did you say?
2: Connor Williams.
1: Oh, Jesus that, Christ. Yeah.
2: That, yeah. That, that right now is Dallas's starting left guard. So, you know, I mean, I, I watched Aaron Donald throw him like a rag doll and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of players in the NFL. Aaron Donald can throw like a rag doll, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's almost embarrassing that he's considered, a, in my opinion, at least, that he's considered a starting guard in the NFL. Um, I could say well, him as a sub in peace, but that's besides the point. So, I, yeah, feel- I think I think NFL free agency, for the most part, has been pretty interesting. Um, you, you know, I think another. Thing you might see, and it's going to be interesting. Is there's rumors that you know Tom Brady's lobbying for the Patriot uh, the Buccaneers to try and make a play and trade for uh, Odell Beckham, um,
1: <laughs>
2: which really kind of surprises me just knowing what kind of locker room personalities they are. I don't see how that one works.
1: Um, but I, I think Brady would kind of look at it as. You know, we all know the type of baggage that Antonio Brown had, but Brady saw something in him that he felt like he could kind of mentor and they clicked. And I wouldn't be surprised if he just feels he has that type of effect on people. I think there's a little hubris at play there.
2: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, yeah. I definitely won't argue with that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's... Uh... Definitely an in- interesting kind of set of things. I mean, obviously, your biggest players have been the Patriots. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they. They. Uh, I think what the most interesting part about the Patriots, though, is that the moves they've made have been more to get back to what we saw years ago. Um, you know, with the two tight end sets, playing some ugly football, dink and duck. And dink and dunk, move your way up and down the field, play great defense, like, and that's definitely the route that it looks like Belichick's trying to get them back on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they make the move to bring back Cam, who, let's be honest, I don't think anybody's worried about Cam throwing the deep ball over your head. Um, so if that's well, kind of how you, if that's kind of how you're looking at it, like, all right, well. Yeah, uh, I could see why you you're, you might be going that route. That's for sure.
1: Well, that's a fair point. I'll give you that one. Cam's got a, a lot to do to kind of, you know, um, reinvent his image after the last couple of years, at least from a football stand up uh, standpoint. I definitely thought he was going to have a big year last year. How much of his disappointment really came from the COVID? I guess we'll never know. But, um, yeah, it was a bad year for him. And I've heard an interesting point of view, and I really wouldn't be surprised by this. The idea that you sign Cam Newton in this year wouldn't be surprising if they look for a quarterback in the early rounds. Maybe not the first round, but, you know, I'm sure a lot earlier than they would have thought a year ago.
2: Well, yeah, and I think, you know, one of the other things I heard is that, you know, New England really more signed him in the hopes of, trying to package him with some draft picks to trade San Francisco to get Garoppolo back.
1: Oh, that's um, interesting.
2: So I heard that like, I mean, you know, that's not verified or vetted or anything. Sure. Along those
1: sure, sure. Sure.
2: Um, but you know, I, I, heard that might be one of the things that they're considering. And I, I mean, look, I think we can all agree. Jimmy G on that. I w- if when it comes down to new England specifically, Jimmy Garoppolo on that team is better than Cam
1: Newton. Oh, yeah. And I, I think for Garoppolo himself, I think being in New England would be better for him than being in San Francisco because you have a guy in Belichick who believes in him and believes you could put him in the right spot. And, you know, as you mentioned, they made all these moves. They brought in the uh, the tackle back, Trent Brown, I believe was his name, the guy they got from um, – was it Houston they, they got him from? I think it was believe Houston, it, right? Yeah, so they got they got him. He's Belichick is capable of building an offense around certain quarterbacks. We've seen it before. And um, what was I going to say? You know, the, the defensive guys they got in there are good. Jonu Smith. I like Jonu Smith a lot. I think he's a very good tight end. Uh, I don't think he's anywhere close to a Gronkowski or, you know, anyone else they've had in there, but... Get him in there with Edelman. I mean, they still got work to do in terms of a weapon standpoint, but Garoppolo on New England, I think they could get back to the playoffs with that.
2: I mean, look, I think they can get back to the playoffs with what they already got in place now, uh, just with the moves that they made. And the reason mm-hmm. I say that is a lot of people are forgetting. They had three different uh, pro bowlers and one or two all pros that opted out this past year.
1: Yo, yo, so, yeah.
2: That, that defense has just added more talent.
1: Dave, are you seeing I, this? Seeing what? Um, we have been joined by someone in the chat room. I don't know how you feel about this name.
2: I mean, if they're talking about my Bulls, the Bulls won the, their last game. I mean, they haven't had a great start from. Uh, uh,
1: I get the feeling that Schmelrose, so that might be a Blackhawks reference.
2: I mean, you've also... said It looks like um, Andy Dalton's going to be going to... uh, Oh,
1: right, right, right. Going
2: to Chicago, so...
1: Yeah.
2: It could be that as well.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. Sorry to interrupt. I saw that, and I had to draw your attention to that. That just made me laugh.
2: No, no, no. I mean, honestly, right now, for me, I'm just... I'm trying to find the list of the players that the Patriots have signed. That's that's what I'm looking for right now.
1: Well, there's been like um, six of them. I know Jonu Smith. They got the two guys from Baltimore. They got the linebacker, Judon, and the cornerback. I want to say his last name is Bell. I just saw it. Oh, where is it?
2: Where They got the corner. I, I found a list. So they Mills, the corner, Mills, Mills, Mills. Yeah. He was with Philly. They also added Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne who are both good wide receivers. They're not great, but they're both serviceable wide receivers. I think think Kendrick Bourne is better than most people give credit for. But, you know, they're trying to return back to that that model they had with, you know, (coughs) Gronk and Hernandez. Now, personally, do I think that combo is as good as Gronk and Hernandez? Hell no, do I think they're as good as them. But... That that's kind of interesting to me. Um, you see, uh, Frank Gore is going to Philly. The the Giants have made some moves. But oh, I did
1: not see that. When did that Frank Gore to Philly happen?
2: Uh, it was mentioned yesterday. So I, uh, obviously, none of this stuff's official. I think until tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But my mm. favorite out of everything that's happened in the NFC East is that the Washington Football Team. is going to roll with either Henneke, if that's how you say his last name. I do apologize if I'm wrong. Uh, Henneke, or Fitzmagic himself, who signed a one-year deal for $10 million with the Washington football team. And that one just has... Can I been... just
0: jump in real quick? I'm... Yeah, I
1: cut I cut out a little bit. Let me do the introduction. Eric Tressler is here tonight, everybody. I apologize. I cut out there. Eric, how you doing? Did I cut out again?
2: I got you, Mike. All right. I can't hear Eric, though.
1: Yeah, no, I wanted to give him a proper introduction. I hope we didn't lose him. But, uh.
0: yeah. You got me now, you got I got me? you
1: now. Eric Tressler here, everyone. Second introduction. How you doing? I'm sorry, Eric? I
0: was blown away by the by the FitzMagic news Dave was talking about, and <laughs> I was just thinking, and maybe this is a hot take, maybe it's not, but I think I and listen, he, I the nicest way to put it, I, I it's like he's he's a man of the night with <laughs> with many different suitors. He uh, he he goes where is most desperate, and that's where he tends to to, to like really like hone in and like I, I, again I he's never made a playoffs, never right. been a, a great quarterback in the league. He's had a couple sure. of good years, he's had a couple of good like couple week stretches, but he's not anything tremendous. But yet this no. guy keeps finding starting work because he keeps preying on the week in the league, and he sees a team. The doubt there, that probably isn't in a position to really do much this year and sees them as a chance to, hey, listen, this is another place I can get in. And if I do like, you know, six and ten, seven and nine, I might get enough ceases somewhere else. You know, he, he could jump in, come in cheap and, and fill fill that void kind of like, you know, I, he's he's a weird dude. And I got to tell you, I am over Fitzmagic. I don't know why people keep giving him jobs. He's never going to bring you to the promised land. You're retreading old tires and hoping for a little bit of that magic that was never even good enough to get to the playoffs. So I have have no idea of the wonderment and enjoyment of Fitzmagic at this point in the league. And I have no idea why he's still getting opportunities. Oh, you gotta remember. We, can we ha- just say Harvard
1: like- mind, man? He's smart. He outsmarts everybody. Harvard mind, except on the football again, is field when he gets the season? Or is he
0: Literally, just just focusing and and like you know, pretty much preying on the week in the league.
1: He's outsmarting the week in the league, Eric. Let's he- give him some credit. The man's He's a Harvard-educated man. Money.
0: He's keeping shitty teams shitty. It's, it's not doing anybody any good. I don't all know. He's doing it putting wait, money in on. his bank account. It does nothing for the league. It does nothing for the fans. It does nothing for the organization. Really, the only thing it does is fatten his wallet. And I'm not telling you he's a dumb guy, Mike. I'm Not out here telling you. I was I, all I know is I was. I, I thought that anything. was funny. He's 100 is outsmarting people, but I am so over Fitzpatrick. And it's so over him getting chance after chance in the NFL when there are other guys who should be getting those chances.
2: Can we just point out, since none of us on this this podcast are fans of the Redskins, we are fans of teams that play the Redskins twice a year, can Mm -hmm. we just point out the fact that, in my opinion, this move literally sets Washington up for another year where they won't be high enough to draft their next future quarterback? That, to me, is the funniest yeah, part of the whole thing because Fitzpatrick, look, he's not getting you to the playoffs, but he's guaranteed to get you a couple wins. And that's this what I mean. Team, you're going to be 6-10, 7-9. That's what I mean. If this team starts Heineke instead, you're guaranteed to probably only win three to six games. Fitzmagic definitely puts you in a spot where you're looking at six to eight. So I I just – I mean, because that defense is really good. I get why they made the move because when it's all said and done, for the most part, Fitzpatrick is a guy that isn't going to really lose you a game. But that defense is going to win you games. So their hope is that he can keep them in games and put them in a spot where they're going to be able to compete and make play, you know, make moves and make enough plays that they can get a playoff spot. And I don't think that's gonna happen. And I think it's gonna be a spot where all of a sudden you're looking at the Redskins and you're like, you know, if you just went with Heineke, you'd be in the top five and you could actually make a play for, you know, your future quarterback. And instead they're like, nah, we rather stay mediocre because, you know, that's what John
0: that's what Snyder's all about if I'm them, I got, I'm firing the coach or the GM or whoever's making these decisions because they're awful decisions. And if there's Snyder coming down, making these decisions, then, you know, I just left, but I haven't heard that these are coming from Snyder. So I, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I will, I will fire Ron Rivera. I, 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 have way too much respect for that man. So GM, by all means, kick him out the door, but I, I, Is he the I GM gonna- too though? I don't no GM no, no. control,
0: too.
1: No, they hired someone from Carolina who Rivera knew. I can't remember his name, but they hired a GM from I know it wasn't from a Car- Well, <laughs> yeah, because he already had a job. Um, no, yeah, no,
0: unfortunately...
1: Yeah, yeah, he's doing a great job. He's Doing an awesome no, job. No, he
0: sucks. He, he's doing. He's uh, the worst. We're Wow, Eric, up. we ain't going.
1: We ain't going with the sarcasm up. at all tonight. We just we just rolling right through that. Okay. I, I gotta tell you,
0: I'm disgusted <laughs> with my team and what they're doing. I'm disgusted yeah, right. with it. Why? Why don't you Devontae, Why don't you tell Booger us about and it? Ross and like these guys, not even going after guys like Galladay. You're not going after trying to fix the offensive line. Instead, you're trying to restructure Soldier's contract to dump that bum. They got to do something. They're not doing any anything and it, 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 oh, it's it's
1: frustrating Here's what i want to know maybe maybe you can answer a question for me i get that soldier is high paid but well, you got daniel jones and saquon barkley on rookie contracts and where then are leonard you,
0: williams to 15 million a
1: year too. but well, no, but sorry. where are where are, pay, where are all I'm your big sure. contracts that are tying up your salary cap though is what i want to know where are all of them because it's soldier and williams and what else
0: soldier williams um there's other guys too i I, off top of my head i don't really know but uh you know i'm sure there are guys eating into the cap on the defense for sure um (gasps) i thought thought they they have off the top of of my head i'm not real sure
2: i thought the loss of tomlinson back to minnesota hurt really hurt the Giants state that that guy was playing good football (laughs)
1: That one shocked me.
0: And now Leonard Williams isn't going to have him next to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got what's going on with the Giants. The Jets aren't exactly doing any better. The Cowboys, I mean, we're not – I don't think we're in terrible shape, but we just lost one of the cornerbacks. He signed today. I can't remember what team. The bangles. So, Bengals, there you go. Dobio, Did I something that you yet?
0: guys either signed or might be signing Richard Sherman? There's rumors about
2: that, but, like, a lot of people need to, like, and that's the one thing with Cowboys fans. They all freak the hell out. They're like, why is the team not doing anything in free agency? You got to remember, they signed their number one free agent in Dak Prescott. Like, they signed the guy they cared about signing in free agency. And they have their other
0: weapons signed. They have Zeke signed. They have Cooper signed. They have other guys signed already, too.
2: Exactly. So, now it's just filling holes, adding depth. Like, mm-hmm. Dallas
0: is never a big
2: player in free agency. They never have been. They never will be. And every time they try to make big plays in free agency, they, they end up shooting themselves in the foot with guys like uh, Don Terry Poe, who basically played two games and was released because he couldn't fucking play. Mm-hmm.
0: But, but tell me this wouldn't sound intriguing. Elf. You could bring in a guy like Sherman who's worked in Dan Quinn's system before and done really well in it. And then you bring in and draft a young corner in Sertan who you can now put with Sherman to learn. I don't know. I think you well, could, it, like that kind of stuff to me, it matters a little bit when you have I'd, that kind I'd of veteran cool, leadership I'd with cool another, another young corner.
2: Sherman. That secondary is young as hell. And you had a veteran like him with championship I know he's experience. not what he
0: once was, and I'm not trying to sit here and say he is.
2: Agree, um, but he can have an impact in that locker room and bring an attitude to that defense that I don't think, outside of maybe Demarcus Lawrence, anybody on that roster has.
1: Well, here's my thing about this. Sherman could definitely help the Cowboys, especially from a leadership presence in the locker room, what he's done with Dan Quinn before, but honestly... I, if you're asking me if I think it's going to happen, I don't think it's going to happen. I feel like every time one of these Seattle corners or secondary guys becomes available, automatically he gets connected to the Cowboys simply because the Cowboys' secondary always needs an upgrade. Like, how long did we spend wondering if Earl Thomas was going to be a Cowboy? And now it's Richard Sherman. I just, I don't, that's one of those things I'm not going to buy until it actually happens.
2: I respect that.
1: Yeah. I'm not denying, yeah, like, Eric, your plan. It's a good plan. I definitely agree. It's a good plan. I just I, – I don't buy it with them. I don't. I, like you guys said originally, they got their big names on the contract. They need some depth pieces. They need to upgrade the secondary, but the Cowboys are doing a good job upgrading positions through the draft as much as they haven't done it with the secondary yet. But – I, I have faith in them when it comes to how they draft. So if they get don't get any big names, even though, Eric, like I said earlier, I, it's not really a lot of big names in this free agent class. I'm fine with it, though. So anyway, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, I, I want to bring up two things as far as this. Now, I mean, we talked about what's been going on the last couple days, but here were the... Two, you know, one, we got to talk about this one. We got to talk about the Tayson Hill contract, if for no other reason. Eric, uh, Dave, actually, I'll give it to you. You've been saying for a while now, Eric, you've said it too. The idea that the salary cap is really more a uh, myth than reality, and that teams are going to do what they want to do and they're going to maneuver around it is Tayson Hill contract is really proof of it. The idea that you sign a guy, four years, $140 million, but every year is voidable and it's not really a $140 million contract? You want to talk about making a joke out of the salary cap? It's ridiculous to me, and I, I wanted you guys' opinion on this. Dave, I'll start with you.
2: Wait, Mike, say that again, my I man. I
1: don't know. Oh, did I cut out?
2: Or, uh, it might. I think it might be my connection. I've been having issues with my
1: Wi-Fi all day. Eric, did you hear me? I don't. I don't even know if Eric's with us. Um. Oh yeah, no, was, Roger, you can't oh, hear okay. me. I can hear you now. I, I didn't. I didn't hear you when I asked you. Okay. All right. Cool. I heard
0: you. I heard you, Dave. Pretty much what he was. He, he Go ahead. ask it again. No, well, no. it's the Taysom Hill
1: contract because Dave, you've been saying for months now. We talked about it with Carson Wentz. Uh, the idea that uh, the the salary cap is basically more myth than reality at this point, and that teams are going to do what they want to do with it and figure out ways to maneuver around it, and then you give Taysom Hill a four year, one hundred forty million dollar contract, but every year is voidable. And he's only guaranteed seven and a half million this year. He's making a joke out of his salary cap.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's the thing. I mean, when it's all said and done, the, the NFL and the teams that are in the league, you know, they know how, how to manipulate it. Uh, considering they're the ones that help structure how it's, you know, written in the rules. So, you know, I'm not surprised by it. They gave J- they signed Jameis Winston as well. They're going to have a quarterback competition. Um, you know, and it, to me, look, it, it's one of those very simple situations. It's sports. And they can tell you there's a hard salary cap. All they want to tell you there's a hard salary cap. Yeah, There is not a hard salary cap. They can manipulate it, move money around, restructure contact, cro- contracts, make things signing bonuses, blah, 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 blah. blah. When it's all said and done, teams are going to get the guys they want to make sure they get. The only difference is, is the guy they're trying to get more concerned about getting a lot of money at the beginning of their deal, or are they okay with it being spread out? That's it.
1: Hmm. Eric, what do you say?
0: Uh, to go to Dave's point there, the, you're absolutely right. This is not a hard salary cap. This is more yep. like a soft or limp salary cap. <laughs> it is. A like that's that's that's, fancy. If you will. Like that's a nice, Eric. That's salary nice. Uh,
1: good job. Good job.
0: Yeah. It is. Mm. I'm just telling you. It is just that kind of salary. You you could b- play with it, maneuver, it, do whatever you want with it.
1: And we're getting a little graphic. Fu- in the end, it
0: fucks nobody. In the end, it fucks nobody. Everybody there you gets go. It. There Everybody you go. gets what they want. Okay, it's really it's really I got to tell you, uh, it's disappointing because why even have a cap? Just say it's not capped. Let them spend whatever the hell they want to spend. It it makes I know they did it to try to bring things together, but it really doesn't. The teams that don't want to spend money, find ways to not spend money. The teams that do want to spend money, find creative ways to spend it. It's you're you're never going to stop that. These guys are going to find loopholes. Mm-hmm. So I just think that it's pointless to have a cap. It's kind of the same in the NBA. They can manipulate things there too, um, not necessarily to the extent that I think they can in the NFL, but they can manipulate a little bit, especially with trades and signing trades and things like that. Um, so I, I don't know. I I don't love it. I, I really don't. I I think it's kind of why even have it. But I guess they just like you know playing with playing with it. I guess.
1: Yeah, just to, just to clarify, because I'm seeing what Schefter put about Hill's actual contract for this year. It's nine point six eight six million in a signing bonus, one point four three nine million guaranteed roster bonus, and one point zero three four million guaranteed base salary plus incentives. So, I mean, listen, you said we were talking about the Dak Prescott contract last last week, just to talk more about the maneuverability these teams have. Where you signed Dak to the massive contract, you give him a sixty-six million dollar um, signing bonus and only seven and a half. and uh, I think it was seven and a half million uh, as far as his salary for this season. Dave, well, correct like Yeah, and that's
0: like he the only Leonard Leonard kind of like what twenty was, million. Hey, he was, yeah, yeah. Leonard, went, Leonard Williams' contract ended up ended up being like four years for I don't know what it was eighty something million or whatever it was. Or and he only and counts, he ended up getting a twenty-two million dollar signing bonus. And after everything else is all said and done, it's only eleven million dollar a year cap right. hit. Right. There's only forty five million million guaranteed and they're set spread out over the four years and it's it's always manipulated. So instead of like last year I think he counted nineteen million against the cap. Next year he's only kinda count eleven million against the cap. Um you know, it's all ways to, you know, manipulate it and save money. It's the same way they manipulate the stock market and bonds, and everything they find ways to manipulate it. Somebody's gonna find a way to beat the system. There's a system, it's like a video game. Somebody you put out a video game, somebody's just sit there and play it until they beat it. Can I get same the concept. cheat
1: code for the can I get the cheat code for the stock market, please? I wouldn't mind that. I, I well, need to I, listen. Apparently,
0: Reddit had it for a couple days. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's yeah. out there. It's just you got to find it. You know,
1: you know. I don't. I don't want to look. Someone just give it to me. Y'all know where I am. You just find me. God damn it! All right. Anyway, um, anybody got anything else to throw in about free agency period? I mean, we could talk about Brady getting renewed again. That's another case of the maneuverability there to get Tampa Bay a little more cap space there. But other than that. Anybody else got anything else? Uh I,
0: necessarily. I, two... I think I might have had something Brady-wise, but let me see. Yeah, I saw two
2: things while we were talking. Uh, Manuel Sanders expected to sign with the Bills. So you could have three Ooh. of the best route runners in the league on one team between him, Beasley, and Diggs. I'm not saying best wide receivers, just to be clear. I'm just saying three of the best route runners in the league on one team. You're also looking at the fact that it sounds like Chicago signed Andy Dalton with the idea of him starting, and not yeah because he was Trubisky.
1: He was so impressive as a starter this year, wasn't he?
2: Look, I, I'm not going to tear Andy Dalton apart. I don't even Dak could not win games behind that beat up offensive line. So I, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and beat up Andy Dalton, but I, I'm I. If you ask me to take choose between him and Mitchell Trubisky, I'm going to ask you who's in the draft. Yeah, so that that's about the best I can give you there.
0: You mm. didn't want the Bays pistol pistol to have another misfire.
2: Hey man, all, more power to him. I'm not hating on anybody getting another chance. And not to mention I am him, Fitzpatrick. He, he
0: doesn't deserve it. I'm, I'm just saying,
2: him signing with the Bears gives Dallas another comp pick in next year's draft. So. By all means, dude. Sign that contract. Play some games. Get Dallas a comp pick. I'm all for it.
0: Yeah. It'd,
1: be ni- it'd be nice if they hit on a couple of those. I feel like they haven't been hitting on too many of the late rounders lately. Dak Prescott was a fourth round comp. Pick. I said lately, lately. So yeah. Um, I, I well, one last thing. Okay, I know John Ross is not a big name but i know dave felt very highly about him when he came out of college he hasn't really lived up to anything you know that he was billed as out of college he's been hurt a lot and everything but i feel like that's a low risk high reward move for you guys
0: Eh, garbage yeah okay (laughs) fine garbage all right it's it's a poor man's kenny galladay at this point it was apparently we're not gonna apparently
1: you guys are poor men
0: well, yeah, because we got, apparently Gettleman's like, oh, we're up against the cap and whatever. Well, guess what, jackass? Everybody else finds ways to maneuver around it. If you were smart, you would too. I'm done with him. He should be fired and canned. He's awful.
1: I mean, we know he's not smart, though. We know this. We know he should have been fired a couple years ago. It's just, I don't know. I'm not going to cry tears for you guys, though. Anyway, um, all right, we can move on from this, though. We can move on. Let's go to basketball a little bit here.
0: No, 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 no. No, no uh, unless you guys already talked about it, but I mean, we didn't even touch on Breeze.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Breeze retired. Breeze retired. Uh, it uh, actually let, me
0: just, let me just say real quick, a lot of people the last couple days have been like talking about where he stands all the time. And is he? Listen, by all means, we all know he's not the greatest. Is he one no. of the best we've been able to see? Absolutely. He's great. He's awesome. He was just Drew Brees, you won me multiple fantasy championships.
1: But, uh, I never he, had he him. The, I never had him as a. He's won of,
0: me at least three fantasy championships. Okay. So, that I can remember off the top of my head. And he might have, there might even be a fourth in there. Um, Paul, he Pierce. Is, Paul he, Pierce,
1: first ballot Hall of Famer. Paul Pierce, first no, ballot Hall of Famer. I'm listen, sorry. Drew
0: Brees blows. <laughs> i sorry. I wanted a callback.
1: I wanted a callback. Go ahead.
0: You can have it, but he, yeah. Drew Brees blows uh you know, Paul Pierce out of the world. No, I agree with I that. Place. I
1: agree. I agree.
0: And where I think everybody kind of like fights in the argument is, listen, I think everybody out there can tell you Brees probably is not top five. He's not, not going to be in my top five anyway, but he, I think he falls somewhere in the six to ten range, I think, and that's the fair assessment for it. Anybody out there, I think you should be able to find a spot from somewhere for him in your six to ten range. That's my personal opinion. I don't know how you guys feel. Go at it.
1: I mean, that's a lot of ground to cover. I mean, Brady's definitely. Brady and Montana are one and two. So there's that. Outside of that, I mean. You're going to say
0: Peyton's in there. Peyton's got Peyton's a in line.
1: there. Peyton's in there. Yes, I'll give you that. I've
0: and um, you give me any combination? That, Some, people Some people want to throw a Some people want to put an Elway. I'm kind of. Other people want to put.
1: I'm with I'm with Dave. I heard Rogers' name in there. I'm with Dave on that one. Top five. Um, well, he said, he, Dave. Correct me if I'm wrong. You said Rogers ahead of Peyton.
2: No, I'm saying Rogers ahead of Breeze.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I somewhere can somewhere in I, the
0: six to ten range, or somewhere. Do you think Rogers is a top five all time?
1: I don't know about top five, but it's
2: yeah. Because I mean, look, like. I think I would take Elway. There you go. Like, right off the top of my head, I'd probably go Brady, Montana, Manning, Elway. That that five spots an interesting one. Because, like, as a Cowboys fan, I'm biased towards Troy Aikman. But – Yes. Troy Aikman was – Troy Aikman was not this amazing quarterback. Troy Aikman was a leader of men. Like – I th- and I think that's why so many people in Dallas love Prescott the way they love Prescott. Cause I think it's the same kind of player where it's not that he's the greatest quarterback to step on a field, but he gets the guys in his locker room on um, both sides of the ball to play their ass off from beginning to end 60 minutes every Sunday. Doesn't matter like that. That's why I loved Aikman, but I, I can't put Aikman in my top five. Um, Favre, Rogers, Breeze, uh, Brad Terry, Bradshaw. Um,
1: I'll tell you yeah, this: like,
2: I, like those, like those
0: are all the Marino. Names how do you put? How do you? How do you leave Marino out in the conversation? I think,
1: Mar- I think Marino's got a fair argument to be in there i don't know it's it's hard like i'm trying i'll tell you right now i'm trying to look up numbers right here it is so hard to try to make an argument on older guys you know guys before our time in this argument because i feel like we should do everybody justice if you're just looking at stats because the statistics are skewed heavily towards our generation in the last 20 years because of all the fucking rule changes they've had
0: well, I got you, but you could still look at guys like Jim Kelly, guys like Oh sure, uh, that's a good that's Shaw, a good name. Yeah. Like,
1: you know, there's a lot of great names out there,
0: Bart Starr and like there's a lot of good quarterbacks I think would have been Bart good, Starr, or, that's uh, a good one. And, you know. There's yeah. there's a bunch of them. That's why I think it's fair to say Breeze falls somewhere kind of like a Rodgers does in that 6 to 10 range.
1: Well, I think just on face value, I agree with what you're saying. I just there's there's so many quarterbacks that I know are just not coming to me right now. But I want to go back to what um, Dave was saying about Troy Aikman because I love Troy Aikman myself because he had Emmitt Smith around him and they were more of a ground and pound team that could go deep if they had to. He was never asked uh, uh, upon to be like that thirty thousand yard a guy a uh, uh, season guy the guy who was putting up 30, 40 touchdowns a year. He never had to do that because he had Emmitt Smith there. Now, I believe he could have been that, but unfortunately, because he had Smith, the, the statistics just aren't going to reflect it. Did I get cut off again? No. All right, good. No, every time there's a pause after I talk, I'm going to think I got cut off. That is just the way no, it is. No, I just – I'll it's be God honest. I have crowbar. zero to
0: say on Troy Aikman. I don't put him. me – I don't – I'll be honest. You know what? Are you know I what, name I wanna... don't – I have Breeze and Rogers both ahead of him, and I don't know if I have Aikman in my top ten. So I can't be I, I am honest not... talk with you guys about well, – it's well, here's since, the deal. That's uh, why I try to leave that talk to you guys. You guys are the cowboy guys, not me. Well, listen,
1: I can't argue with you because of what I I'm just said. I'm not sitting here trying to put
0: Eli in the Eli. conversation.
1: No, no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know what name I am going to put in there? And I can tell you right now, 12, 13-year-old me would kick my ass right now for what I'm about to say. Steve Young. Steve Young. I Steve I would Young, make
0: a- Jim Kelly?
1: There well, we said boys. Kelly. I agree with Ke- I agree okay. with Kelly, but we be- we beat Kelly. Yeah, so Steve I Young have was either.
0: great. Steve Young was awesome.
1: Yeah, Steve Young was fantastic. So I would put him in the argument for a top ten quarterback of all time.
0: Yeah, he's definitely in that conversation. Mm-hmm. In my
1: I could see, I could see Breeze being at like the bottom of the top ten, though. I mean, that doesn't seem too.
0: That doesn't what about seem too you, Dave? Good. What are you, what are
2: you thinking? Yeah, this? me, and Mike. Me um,
1: oh, he's back. Okay, all right.
2: I mean, honestly, I I think it's fair to say Breeze is probably right in that like five to eight window. But I think that would probably be fair to say. I mean, the longevity of it, and I think, but like, kind of like you said earlier, Mike, with like how the rules have changed, like. You go back to the 80s, 70s, 80s, none of the quarterbacks that we consider great from that era could have played 20 years because you were allowed to hit them below the knee. You were allowed to hit them in the head. You were allowed to gang tackle them. You were allowed to toss them to the ground. So, like, 70s, 80s, early, basically up until the mid-90s, you could beat the shit out of a quarterback.
1: And that's why a lot of quarterbacks did get the shit kicked out of them, yeah.
2: You know, so, like, I think that's kind of the uh, the, the part that really sucks for those guys in this conversation is just like, hey, like, if I had the same rules protecting me, I could have played 20 years. Like, I, I mean, no problem. I mean, look at Joe Theismann.
1: I, let me Joe, bring up. Joe that.
2: Theismann could have had one hell of a long career, but Lawrence Taylor ruined his life. In today's NFL, Lawrence Taylor would have gotten suspended for that hit.
1: It wasn't even a dirty hit. I've seen that play. He didn't mean to do that. He just went at him hard. Yeah. let yeah, me- But
2: That's just like the guys yeah. that don't mean to hit a quarterback in the head when they go for the ball, and they not only get a 15-yard penalty, they get hit with like a $3,000 fine by, and, by Wednesday.
1: And I'll always believe that is wrong because, I mean, and I, unfortunately we're talking about the rule changes here. It's all about protecting the quarterback. There are there are hits, and you brought up the Theismann one. That's a hard hit. That's not a dirty hit. There's a difference between a hard hit and a dirty hit. And the problem with these rule changes is that does not take get taken into consideration. Intent should be taken into consideration, and it almost never is. So. Um, I want to bring up two names that we haven't talked about here. i and this goes back to Dave, kind of what you were talking about there with the older times and everything. Johnny Unitas and Roger Staubach. I feel like we have to bring them up.
2: Yeah, uh, but yeah. I got to point out. I got to. Oh. I got to point out Chicago Show real quick. <laughs> Warren Moon, that Randall Cunningham, like those are some really talented quarterbacks. How about Y A Tittle? Why? He not only played quarterback; he was a punter.
1: Yeah, he that was. That dude did everything. Yeah, he was. I loved Warren Moon. Warren Moon was fantastic as a quarterback. Doesn't get enough credit for what he did. Randall Cunningham, I just don't think.
0: Did I don't, anybody like, mention Johnny Unitas yet?
1: I just, I just did. Yes, yeah, so
0: there you go. I've read, right. I heard it, but I want yeah. to make
1: sure. Yeah, I, ju- I just said it before. He brought up what uh, shit show was saying, saying in the chat room there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good choices here, and the problem is I don't know what type of criteria you would use to judge anyone anymore because, again, you can't go entirely by statistics because if you go by statistics, you're going to see so many players of the last 15 years because the numbers have exploded because of these rule changes. And guys like Unitas and Staubach probably wouldn't even be top 20 in, like, yards or... uh, Touchdowns, definitely not games played for the reasons Dave just said. So I don't know what criteria you use to judge this all and tie it t- tie it together anymore.
2: Well, and that's the thing. That's what separates it. What are what's the criteria you're using? Because if we're talking strictly playoff performers, I'll mm. tell you right now, I'll put Eli above Peyton.
1: Yes, Eli Manning
2: yeah. in the playoffs was like a completely different quarterback. Yep, it makes me nauseous to even make that statement, but it is the <laughs> reality of the world. Eli Manning in the playoffs was a different quarterback. I don't, I don't know. No, what the problem. To no, guys. no.
0: I, I'm going to correct you there. He was the same quarterback. It's just the pressure never got to him. He never showed. He never broke. He always kept the same demeanor, that same goofy oaf look on the sideline that everybody made fun of him for that same whatever, he showed up and played. And he yeah. did it every and I think it was that kind of consistency and the fact that he never showed weakness. He never showed that he was like, you know, intimidated or was down on the sidelines. He always kept the same even keel. And I think that helped him in the playoffs and it helped it, like the team have confidence in him in the playoffs as well.
2: Yeah, I get that. But just, I mean, that – that I will never, ever, ever – like, that game against San Francisco, him and Alex Smith, I mean, Eli Manning got the shit beat out of him in that game. Like, I get it. The, the, the immaculate catch by Tyree and all that, that was amazing. Like, yeah, I get that. But the way he played in those playoffs was unbelievable. Now, San Francisco coughing up two – fumbling on two different punts to put the Giants within field goal range really is kind of what won them that game more than anything else. But uh, I'm sorry, Eli in the playoffs, I, I, I would watch those games. I'm like, all right, thank God this man isn't like this for a 16-game regular season, or the Giants would be winning multiple, more than just two.
1: If I can, if I can uh, to sing Eli's praises a little bit, I want to quote uh, Gene Hackman from The Replacements. Gotta have heart, miles and miles of heart, and that's what Eli had, and that's what he showed in those Patriots games. I just wanted I to throw that. that. In. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in because we we haven't talked to replacements in a little while, so I wanted to bring that up. Um, all right, we could talk like this. This argument right here could go on for ages, ages. Yeah. So it, it's a good thing, though. I mean, listen, we're all gonna miss Drew Brees. It's it's um. It's great that he had a job lined up for him. It'll be very interesting to see him in the broadcast booth. I hope he is more Tony Romo than Jason Witten. And with that, let's move on here. Um, I want to go to basketball a little bit here, and we'll start with NBA first. Eric, I'm sure you have a lot of opinions on that Knicks and Nets game from last night, but one thing we didn't talk about last week, and I'm interested how you guys feel about this because You know, Obviously, we've talked about the Nets. Eric, as you said, they're the most hated team in the NBA right now, and I agree with you on that. I still have yet to see all three of the big names on the court at the same time, and they get Blake Griffin added to them now. Now, it'll be interesting to see what happens if the four of them are ever on the court at the same time, but do you guys remember a time when adding Blake Griffin to Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant would have been a big deal?
0: Yeah, it was about eight years ago.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's that long. I don't know if it's that long.
0: Six. It feels that long.
1: I'm gonna six, say. Five, I'm gonna say three six, or four. Three least. or four. Three or four.
0: No way. Because uh, no way, it was long. I
1: I would give him the last couple of years with the Clippers. I would give him the last couple of years with the Clippers. That's what I'm saying. What
2: well, is did you? I mean, he's always been a high flyer, though. I never felt like Blake Griffin was. Uh, Is it true
0: it, he doesn't it. have a dunk this year yet? I wouldn't but be but I'm just saying him, I
2: don't too. feel like he's a guy that we ever thought was like a, a future Hall of Famer.
1: Maybe until we really saw him for a couple years when he came out of uh college. I know he had a lot of I mean, I think what oh, no, didn't he had a lot
0: Sha- of hype coming out of college for didn't sure. Didn't Shaq, Shaq the put the moniker he was of one of the best.
1: Yeah, didn't Shaq put the moniker of Superman on him just to piss off Dwight Howard?
0: Uh, possibly. I don't remember that. Though. I
1: think that happened. Yeah. I don't know. What were you guys thoughts when you saw Blake Griffin going to the Nets, though? stuff? Uh, I, I can start. I,
0: I, you want to start with me? I think it's a championship grab from Gr- Griffin. He wants to get on board and try to get one well before he retires. I think and it's a championship grab that
1: that from both sides though.
0: No, because I don't think this really does a whole shit ton to help the nets. I mean, they're just, they have a couple injuries right now with some big men, and that's really the reason they're down that. And I think the one trade they made, but I mean, they're in talks for DeAndre Drummond. They're in talks for other, you know, they're they're trying to make other moves too. So I, I just think that this was more of a grab. They got him on dirt cheap, so it really didn't cost them anything because you know uh, Detroit to eat most of the salary. So I think next year too. I think next year too. Yeah, they have to give him the league minimum. So I mean, yeah, no, that's right yeah so if that's right then i mean they get him dirt cheap and if you get anything out of him you get anything out of him but you know he's kind of like adding carl malone and gary payton to an aging lakers team you know what i mean
2: yeah i see that
1: who just wrote them okay Schmelrose rose wrote a book in the chat here okay i'm just seeing this um dave what do you think
2: I I, honestly, I think it really is just a move by Griffin to try and get on a team that has the potential to win a championship. I think for the Nets, it gives them depth in, you know, the in that, quote, unquote, big man position. Um, And honestly, I don't think we see all four of them on the court until the playoffs. I think the Nets are playing it slow. They're not in any rush. They know that they have one of the best rosters in the entire league and most likely the best roster in the entire you know, Eastern Conference, and, and I think you're basically just seeing them say, hey, let's add as many pieces as we can, give us the depth that we need, and we're going to, you know, hit the playoffs and try to make a run at it. And I think that's really what we're just seeing is they're just adding the talent that they think they should add to, to be able to make that move. Mm. But outside of that, I look, if Blake Griffin gives them more than five points and three rebounds a game, I'm going to be pretty surprised.
1: I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and Eric, if you want to start playing taps again, you go right ahead. I think Blake Griffin is gonna be worth a lot more to the Nets if he's able to be healthy and really show himself. Then you guys are giving him credit for. Like I know,
0: I the- think Mike is swung well, I- on with five points and three boards. I think that is you mean an Dave, Dave? Dave said Playoff that. You said assessment Mike. of what he'll give you.
1: Well, here's the deal. I know the Nets need a low post presence, and I know at his best, Blake Griffin was never that. But I think the idea of a bigger guy who can play that position and be a scorer and provide a spark, because I don't know if he'd be a starter, at least right away for them. I think he'd be for. Like-
2: Mike, you cut out, but just to let you guys know, he actually made his last All Star game in 2019, the last full season the NBA had. So, I mean, I was shocked. Nixon, the fans that. vote
0: that in, though. What you say? The fans vote that in.
2: I agree. I'm just saying, though, like, uh, fans are voting for guys that are entertaining. Like, it, it, it still says something that you made an all-star game just two years ago. I didn't think that was the case.
1: Oh, he did? I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, 2019 was his last all-star game.
1: Was that the year he was that the year he got traded to Detroit? I yep. think that's about right. Okay. All right. Yeah, I didn't even know that. That's true. Okay. He probably
2: wouldn't have made the All Star team in the Western Conference that year. So being in the East helped him.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Eric, do you have any thoughts on Knicks Nets game last night? Knicks go up early, trailing for most of the game. They pull within three with a couple seconds left, and then you get that play. Julius Randle goes up, ball gets hit by Kyrie, I believe, and he gets called for traveling. And then he wants to fight the referee.
0: Kyrie or
1: no? Randle almost Randall, fought the referee uh, last night.
0: Well, then that's just stupid. Don't fight the referee. Yeah. Even if he made a bad call, I mean, it's they they make bad calls all the time. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but uh. Yeah, no. I mean, listen. The Knicks are far better this year than anybody ever thought they would be. Right. Honestly, nobody yeah. thought anything. The Knicks were gonna be anything this year. Everybody was uh, hoping that if they saw any kind of improvement, if they finished somewhere not in dead last, that they, you know, would be showing improvement and trying to build and seeing what they could do. And they had a ton of cap space and a lot of young guys. They what they're being able to do, they're they're five hundred team right now. Nobody saw that coming through forty games. They haven't won this many games. They didn't win this many games all last year, I think, right?
1: I would or last I,
0: full season. I don't know if they had twenty wins in a full season.
1: I listen. I feel like this is just me because it's the Knicks and everything. I feel like they haven't won over twenty games in three years.
0: Probably, and it feels that way. So yeah. I mean, to see what they've been able to do to be in playoff contention. And to be talked about as a team that may not even have to play in that playing round game where 7 through 10 have to play it out to get in, they may finish somewhere 5 or 6 and just be able to get in. That's amazing. And that's that's huge. And the improvement that R.J. Barrett's shown has been huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Randall has been playing great. I think Thibodeau's made a, a monster difference, I think, we talked about a week or two ago, I brought up the fact that the one thing you haven't heard is James Dolan's name outside of the little scuffle that happened with Ewing and, you know, him getting, you know, stopped for a pass, but even Ewing came out and said, no, I talked to Dolan. Everything's good. We're, we're good. No, no, you know, you haven't heard a peep about Dolan. Why? Because the organization is running the way it should. And people are making decisions the way they should. It wasn't about Dolan on a power trip. It never was, but he was just always the scapegoat. Cause when, it, when, shit really goes sideways you're gonna go you know rots from the top rots from the head you know so you're gonna go after dolan especially after he failed with phil jackson he's failed for the last 20 years with a ton of other moves it's the, the city was getting a little fed up i get it but now they've seen a little bit of a difference and everybody's kind of backed off dolan a little bit and they've given credit to to worldwide west and to leon rose and they've been giving credit to Thibodeau. And, and and talking about the team in a positive light for the first time, and I probably since the year they won 54 games under Woodson with Mello, under Mello's best year as a Nick, you know, so it's it's been that long, and I think that was back in I don't know if that was 2012, 2013, 14. It, somewhere was, in it, that
1: was, range. it was definitely around that time because we were still on the air in the old studio when that happened.
0: So, I mean, yeah, that, that that's how long it's been. It's been almost 10 years since those teams had any kind of relevancy. Mm-hmm. Forget about just uh, even being a, being a playoff team, just being a winning team. So, it, it's been huge, and, you know, I, I've really liked watching this team. I'm interested to see where they go. I hope they don't blow it up because there was talks like at the beginning of the year that Thibodeau was thinking that he wanted to trade a lot of the young stars, bring in some more veterans and this and that. Yeah. I think the tune's changing a little bit on that as the season's going on. And he's seeing some of these young guys play because quickly looks awesome. Yeah. Um, Barrett's looked much improved. Uh, uh, Randall looks really good. The best he's ever looked, honestly. I mean, you're you're seeing their best basketball, and it's coming out on the Thibodeau and, and under different directions. So, to me, the biggest thing is that you're just not hearing about James Dolan anymore.
1: Well, I'm going to bring up what I said to you guys in that group text that you had put that uh, statement on because I agree with you on that. I feel like no one benefited from the pandemic as much as Dolan has because you think about things when the pandemic started and games stopped and people were coming across the Knicks were God awful. And then you look what a difference a year makes. Now you got fans coming back after, all right, I, you know, I'll give you credit. Leon Rose and World Wide West have been pretty good so far, and Tibbs has done a great job as coach, even though I think we can all agree. His idea of trading the young players probably not the best idea and probably a good thing that someone overruled him on that one because the way everybody's been developing so far has been fantastic. And the fact that now as fans are coming back to the stands, you have something to root for in the garden. Couldn't have worked out better for James Dolan.
0: Yeah, it'll finally be cheers instead of booze for a change.
1: Yeah, Cousin David put in there. Cousin David put in the chat. As long as the Garden is chanting defense and not Dolan, it would be a good year. And I agree. the
0: Garden, though. How about the other team in the Garden? Does does, uh, Schmelrose have any... Any hockey updates or anything we should know
1: season wise going on? If you still hang out in the chat, if you he want to throw it in
0: there, he's there,
1: right? We'll, but, uh, you know, I, a little hockey thing. But I, I got to be honest. If you guys don't have anything else basketball wise, I want to transition to college basketball, and the way I'm going to do it. And it looks like the Islanders have no score against Washington at the end of the first, and the Devils are up one to nothing on Buffalo at the end of the first. So there's your update right there. Um. This is what I want to do, because uh, Mr. Schmelrose brought up in our uh, chat last week the thing about, and I don't put this on Dolan, by the way, Ewing making the comments, Patrick Ewing, I love Patrick Ewing, Eric, I'm sure you love Patrick Ewing, and I'm very interested to your thoughts on this, about him uh, being asked for credentials by Garden Security. Uh, as if garden security didn't know who he was. And I get that we're in a pandemic and obviously everybody's at a heightened state of security with everything going around when you got the tournaments and everything and everybody's living in the bubbles and everything to get through the tournaments. Uh, This idea that just because Patrick Ewing doesn't win a championship that everybody in the garden shouldn't automatically know who the fuck that man is, is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Because if you think about it, And I've thought about this for about a week. Patrick Ewing was the last face of good Knicks basketball we've had in 20 to 30 years. Everything that has come since Patrick Ewing's Knicks has been straight garbage outside of one good year and what we have to root for this year. So the idea that just because Ewing's Knicks didn't win a championship that he shouldn't be treated like a fucking deity in Madison Square Garden is absolutely ludicrous to me. At the very least, if you work at Madison Square Garden, you know who the fuck that man is. or You shouldn't be allowed to work there. And I don't care That's if I'm getting true, though,
0: Mike. And I'll, I'll disagree with you there. Because oh, I mean, I, I, you exactly should not generation generation be disagreeing and with me. That we're, we're getting older now. And there is a younger generation. If you think about it, anybody who's under the age I get of that. 21. 21. So I mean you could have people working in the garden and working garden security, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, that never, ever, ever saw Ewing in a Nick jersey.
1: I get that There's point. A, or you or saw Ewing
0: really at all. So the fact that you would get, I'd be like, oh my god, yes, it's egregious. Yes, it's you know, it shouldn't have happened. A guy's seven foot one and gigantic and to be honest, nobody looks like Patrick Ewing. You you know yes, Patrick Ewing Yes. yes. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that you shouldn't have known you should his name like he said, his numbers up in the rafters. You should know who he is. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think this was some kind of like roof coming down from the top thinking like, oh, you know, you got to stop you know, Ewing, make sure you give him a hard time I, Yeah, I, I mean, like I said some kid who was working a door who just looked up, said hey, what are you doing? I got to see your pass and I was like, what do you mean you got to see my pass? You know who I am? And the guy was like, no, I don't know who you are. Show me your pass. And you know, it was just some kid who was, you know thinking he was doing his job and uh. I don't think that guy who's making $15 an hour should lose his job because he didn't identify Patrick Ewing, and in the same respect, I also like the fact that he talked to Dolan about it, and made sure there was no beef, made sure. I, I like the fact that Dolan reached out or however that worked, and they they squashed everything. Everybody's good. Yeah. Because I don't, I didn't want this being another Oakley situation or something else that looks. like for ugly. the Just, for the record, that, for I think this record. is a giant misunderstanding that now because of the way it is, and because of the way Dolan is, and the fact that he hasn't been in the news at all, that. This was just some kind of story people could grab onto and try to make Dolan look bad again, but really it didn't work. So now people are off the story and you really don't hear about it anymore.
1: Well, for the record, I mean, and I said this originally, I didn't think that Dolan was involved. I didn't think it was an Oakley situation or anything like that. Cause anything you've ever heard about the relationship between Ewing and o- and Dolan it always sounded like those two got along and that Dolan respected Patrick Ewing. So I didn't think that's what it was. I can agree with some of the points you've made there. Yes. The younger generation, you know, I make fun of the kids that I work with all the time about this. The younger generation is fucked because the younger generation has no sense of history and culture. Now, I get the
0: Dave, point. What do you think? I'm As a Bulls fan? No 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 no, 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 no,
1: no. Let me say this real quick. Let me say this real quick. I get the, and I'm sorry, Dave. I get the point that a 21-year-old maybe wasn't around to see anything about Patrick Ewing. But you know something? Eric, you and me, we grew up in the 90s. We didn't know, we never got to see Willis Reed play, but we damn well knew who the hell that was. We went back, we did our research, we we watched the history. I'll be honest, Mike, I'm going to tell you a
0: story right now about that. Oh, you're going to tell me you don't
1: know who Willis Reed is?
0: I'm going to tell you, I was a kid, I was at the IZOD Center, Okay. I was there to watch the Harlem Globetrotters play the Washington Generals. It was a fun day as a kid. I was walking around. I don't know anything. My dad goes, "Hey, Bud, you know who that is over there?" I said, "No." He goes, "That's Willis Reed. You should go get his autograph."
1: Oh, you got to be kidding and my, me!
0: And my dad had to tell me who Willis Reed was. I was. Probably, oh, wait a minute.
1: How old were you again?
0: I, I was probably somewhere in the ten to twelve range.
1: I, you know I, say? All right. Listen, Nine I started to twelve what, range. I started paying attention
2: because to you sports. Get a pass me. on that, Eric.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I I I'm know, gonna, I'm to dig to on that. Him. I feel if like that's. Right now, I wouldn't be able to recognize him right now. The only thing I know is he's a really tall guy, so he's probably a basketball <laughs> You know, <laughs> I really wouldn't know. I wouldn't if you lined him up with five other guys. I wouldn't be able to pick him out right now.
1: Listen, I I. also think, and that's funny, by the way.
0: That's great, but yeah, no. Like, same, but that's honest. That's just being honest, and I think that's what this story is missing is a little bit of honesty and a little bit. Does everybody wants to see? But well, well, wait a minute. Let me ask you narrative. a question,
1: though. Let me ask you a question, but it's though. Not that okay. Simple. Let me ask. I and I get that it's not that simple. You work at the garden. You tell me there's not posters of Patrick Ewing. You telling me you've never passed the. Pa- I still have what that
0: autograph, by the way.
1: Well, you that's awesome. That's on a Harlem Globetrotter hat. That's fantastic. That's that's awesome. But you're telling me that this 21 year old kid who, all right, fine. The, the newer generation is fucked. They got no culture. I make fun of my kids all the time.
0: All right, Dave, you want
2: to jump in here? Yeah, we we definitely just lost Mike there. Um, Eric, I'll so come on, pass. get in here. <laughs> Tagging you in. I, I'll give you I'll give you a pass on the 10 to 12 years old and not knowing. Um, the 20 to 20, you know, that 18 to 22 crowd. Like, look, I didn't start knowing about like Bulls history. See, and that's the thing. I, I won't even lie. Like Bulls history. I don't know a lot about.
1: Like, yeah, there wasn't that much.
0: Experience. Are, Are you, you back? Right? Like? I don't know. Yeah. Mike, you cut out again. Well, yeah. Yeah. Know, I, 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 I noticed. I noticed. David.
1: Yeah. yeah David. No, that's, that's fine. That's fine. No, no, Dave, keep going. I, from what I know, you guys, didn't you guys have George Gervin at one point?
2: Yeah, but that was at the end of his career.
1: Yeah, um, that's about look, it. Look,
2: I, I don't know a lot of Bulls history, Cowboys history, I know a shitload about. And I think when it's all said and done, it's how passionate are you about the team? If you're a casual fan of any sports team in any league, then you're just a casual fan and you know the guys that are playing today. You're not, you don't need to be expected to know the history. If you're a diehard fan, then, yeah, I expect you to know the history. And I think that's kind of, like, Eric, like you said, that's kind of where this story lacked context. Like, how old was this kid that asked him for credentials? Is this kid even a Knicks fan? Like, those are fair questions that you should know the answer to. And if you don't know the answer to, you're jumping to a, 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 some type of, a, you know, assumption that you have no no real groundwork to base it off of. And that's, that's to me, what it, it really does boil down to. I mean, yes, Patrick Ewing, he's a unique one. He's a very, he has a very distinct face. There's no other way to put it. But at the same time, he's also seven feet tall. Like, so yeah, the combination of the two would tell me, hey, you kind of look like Patrick Ewing and you're tall enough that you probably played basketball. So, all right, cool. I get it. But when it's all said and done, I'm not going to hate on the kid that asked for the credentials. I'm not going to hate on Ewing to be you know, in the mood to say, hey, like, don't you fucking know who I am? Like, my my literally, my name is in the rafters of this building. Like, cool. I ain't mad at you for feeling that way. But I'm not going to get on the kid that asked for those credentials because I don't know anything about him. And I don't know what – I mean, for all we know, this dude could be a Nets fan. You know, he's just trying to get a job. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to get on him about it. But I, I'm not going to be mad at Ewing for reacting the way he re- re- reacted initially either.
1: Well, here's my only pushback, because listen, I get all the points you guys are making here. You're in Madison Square Garden. You work in Madison Square Garden. I am pretty sure there are life-size murals of famous moments in garden history there. You're telling me you never walked past a photo of Patrick Ewing? I wouldn't be surprised if they got a life-size recreation of Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals in '94, that moment we've all seen Ewing with his arms raised on the announce table when they win the game. Why would we, I like? Are you telling me this guy really did this in front of like a poster of Patrick Ewing, and he just went, "That's me on the fucking wall, you idiot." <laughs> I can just see that. That'd be funny to make. All right. I get that there is a cultural gap between generations here. All I'm saying is he should have known who Not he like was. That,
0: but we can't just assume that it was some guy working security either. Maybe maybe it was a female who's never watched basketball or, doesn't, or follows the WNBA more than she follows the NBA and always has. Who knows?
1: So you maybe- wouldn't see a picture of Patrick Ewing next to Rebecca Lobo? <laughs>
0: But I'm just saying, maybe you don't recognize Patrick Ewing in his Nick jersey to Patrick Ewing now, who's a, a much older and, and who's a coach Wait, in a suit, walking let, let, through with probably his head down, looking at his phone, not paying exact, attention, just walking around place there to place. It is. Uh, there it is. Mike, because you are
2: not wrong. Thank you. There are definitely pictures and murals and whatever else Patrick Ewing throughout MSG. Guys, we well, get it. Eric hit the nail right on the head.
1: I could see that.
2: This kid is a kid, male or female, does not matter, walking through the concourse on their way to where they're supposed to be and probably staring at their phone the entire walk Mm -hmm. every single day they work. So you're not wrong, but Eric, straight up hit the perfect reasoning why your point only has so much validity to it Mm -hmm. because again it goes back to what you said yes the younger generation is kind of fucked because all they know is walking around with a phone in their hand we all grew up before hell we grew up before pagers so we we all know what that life is like so we know how to walk around and enjoy what's around us and not what we're holding in the palm of our hand Mm -hmm. but you can't tell me you're not guilty of at least one moment in your life since the cell phone came out where you walked for 10, 15 minutes and all of a sudden you were where you were supposed to be, but you had no idea how you got there so quick because you were distracted by your phone.
1: I got a better story for you, actually. All right. So my little brother plays – well, he's not little anymore. He's seven years younger than me. He plays organized baseball – in the county. Um, he plays it in Newburgh, I believe, or Kingston, I think it is. Uh, he plays in the stadium, same stadium that the Hudson Valley Renegades play in. So I went there one time to watch him play, and he's leading off the game. And I put, I, I'm looking at my phone very quickly, and I hear that crack off the bat that you know what that crack off the bat means. That crack off the bat means someone if just someone- got a hold of one for home run. And look up. My brother just hit a leadoff home run to start the game, and I'm sta- I'm looking at my phone when it happened. There you go. Yeah, we're
2: all guilty of it. Yeah, uh, Eric, I think I think that was the most perfect thing to say for this entire conversation. Like, yeah, yeah. When it's yeah. all said and done. Like, yeah, that shit's all over the place. But odds happen. This person was walking to wherever they're supposed to be stationed and staring at their phone until they actually walk into the arena. And by that point, there's not murals in there. There's nothing but seats and things hanging in the rafters.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, I don't think the kid should have been fired, and I don't think he was fired for this, and I don't think there was any malice behind it. This is just me. This is just the the uh, the cranky old get-off-my-lawn guy that I've become in my advanced age of 38. Um, how do you not, how do you not know who Patrick Ewing is? Because that's a guy who meant a lot to me as a kid. And Eric, I know you feel the same way on that. So the idea that we have a generation of people who don't know who Patrick Ewing is blasphemous to me, blasphemous to me, but you guys points are definitely valid there. All right. With that, let's, uh, you guys are more the college basketball guys than I am here, but I would remiss if we did not bring up. Some college basketball talk here. We had the conference uh, championship games this past weekend. George uh, Patrick Ewing led Georgetown to win the Big East for the first time in over 20 years, I believe. So good on him uh, there. And we are now in the uh, – we got March Madness starting Thursday, I believe you said, is the first game there. You got the first four games yeah. there. So, I'll leave it to you guys. Uh, Eric, I'll start with you. I know, you know, big college proponent and all that stuff. And your Bama boys, number two in their bracket, I saw.
0: Yeah, no, they played really good. They actually won the SEC regular season, won the SEC tournament. A um, couple of SEC teams have been playing well at Tennessee, Arkansas. Um, there, there's, there's been some good play down there. But, yeah, no, I'm – and just be honest, Mike, I'm not as big a Bama guy when it comes to basketball. It's mainly just a football program. Well, let me ask um, you something about they, that. They are uh, showing some sh- some spark and are playing well. Let me ask you
1: about that, though, because Bama is not traditionally known for having a b- strong basketball team, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Right? No, but I think that the football team being so strong for as long as it's been has just been attracting better talent and better recruits to the school overall because people just want to come and to a place that's winning people want to come to a place that's you know the athletic facilities are top notch and you know that they play in a big time conference and you know what i mean like it's the better the football team does the better all the other sports are going to do because it's just more of a draw for the school so Mm -hmm. i think that's been able to help them get more talent to the basketball program as well
1: sure Sure. All right. So, I mean, with that, I'm sure you guys know more about the brackets than I do here. Anything you guys saw that you were really happy about? Any matchups you're looking forward to? Any teams you thought missed the tournament that you thought should have made the tournament? And, Dave, I'm going to go to you. I'll be honest, Mike.
0: I haven't had a ton of time. I've been working like crazy, and I had some stuff this weekend. I haven't had a ton of time to look at the bracket yet. You know what's funny?
1: You know what's funny about that? So I texted you guys before to try to game plan about what we are going to talk about college-wise, and I didn't hear from you guys from an hour, and I was just like, oh, shit, they're pissed. I didn't watch any college basketball this weekend. So thank you, Eric. (laughs) Thank you, Eric. But
0: I am looking. I am looking to see if there's anything here. I am looking. I'm combing through. Um, I do want to know. I don't know if you guys can tell me. Did Seton Hall make it? Oh, I believe Rutgers made the tournament for the first time. Right. Rutgers, Rutgers had, did they make the, it. They broke a, uh-huh. a NCAA. They were the, the uh, longest team to not make a tournament, I think. Big uh, major conference t- team to not make a tournament. They had mm. like, the longest streak going, so they were finally able to break that. I think it was 50 years. I don't know. Maybe, Dave, you might know more. I think it's I think it's a little I, – I
2: think the last time Rutgers made the college tournament that mattered, it was the NIT. Because a lot of people forget the fact that the NIT was the original big college basketball tournament until the cable networks got involved and they made uh, March Madness.
1: And now absolutely nobody cares about the NIT.
2: No, the NIT is your loser bracket. yeah Eric, I, I got the bracket up in front of me now. I don't think Seton Hall made it, but I'll be honest, and and Mike, just to continue with it helping you feel a little better, Like, I'm I'm with Eric. Like, uh, the bracket I have in front of me is the first time I've looked at the brackets and came out. Um, But, look, I I think, A, I'm shocked North Carolina made it. I mean, not shocked in the fact that they weren't one of the top 64 teams, just more shocked with how the year started, that they pulled it off. But I think you got to look at Baylor, Villanova, Gonzaga, um, those are going to be some of your main schools Michigan. to pay attention to. Michigan's been playing good ball. Um, Clemson always plays good basketball in the tournament. They're actually, met, ironically enough, matched up against Rock uh, Rutgers in the first round. Um, so you got an old Big East matchup out there. UConn's playing pretty good ball. You could end up with UConn-Alabama in the second round. That could turn into a really great game. Uh-huh.
1: You know what game I think is actually going to be really good. And I was listening, I, I thought, uh, by the, by the sound of this, I've done maybe slightly more prep work on this than you guys have admitted that you did, because I was listening to part of my take with a college basketball expert on the other day. And he was saying um, Michigan state and UCLA. And that was one of those first four games. Yeah, should that's be a
2: playing game.
1: Yeah, that just from everything I know about the two of them historically wise, and obviously you got Jay Izzo as the um, the coach of Michigan State. The fact that he's only in a player game—that's crazy to me. So I think that's going to be a really good game.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, and I'm pretty sure Eric, you'd agree, and Mike, you'll probably agree too. Like Michigan State with Izzo as coach, like the the reason why people are talking about them, and I actually caught something on. Um, I don't know, I saw something on Twitter, but basically they were talking about how like Izzo Izzo and Michigan State have been playing really well over the last like month and a half. Mm. And one of the most dangerous things you can have is a, a Tom Izzo team going into the tournament hot. So yeah. there's yeah. a there's a lot of teams that would love to see UCLA take them out in the playoff game because or play in game because it. If they get in, there's going to be a lot. Whatever team gets them moving forward is not going to be a very happy camper, and and it could even higher seeds could run the risk of losing to them. But I I, I genuinely think this might end, end up being the year. I, like first look I, right now, I'm going. I'm kind of looking at Gonzaga and Villanova in the final. That that's just first look, not paying attention to anything else. Um, well, what I, did I?
1: I'm I'm sorry, Dave. Gonzaga really hasn't lo- – they've won 30 straight games going back to last yeah, season? Yeah, no,
2: they haven't lost yet. Yeah, Damn. and they re- and they returned, I think, over 90% of their, their roster from last year. Only oh, a handful Christ.
1: graduated. I'm going to say one thing, and then I'll go back, back to you guys on this. As a Met fan, I would not want to come into a playoff-like situation on a 30-game winning streak. I think that's a recipe for disaster, truthfully. And I'd look at this solely as a Met fan because, you know, you go on a big winning streak, you're going to have a big losing streak. So sure. I, get, I, I,
2: I do get that. Uh, I mean, let's yeah. be honest. I, I'm always like to me, if I was a Patriots fan, I would have rather lost week 17 against the Giants. Sure.
1: Absolutely. I get that. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
2: nah, I mean, I think. Like me and Eric are saying, like, we haven't really had a chance to kind of dive into it. So, like, there's no real in-depth analysis, but.
0: I was going to say, I'm actually excited, though, because as much as I haven't really gotten into it much, I'm about to because I'm awful next week. So, I am going to have the rest of this weekend to, like, really soak in some games starting Thursday, but, like, really going into Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then next week I'll have, you know, Although, you know, with Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday again, but I'll have time off, so I'll be able to watch the games during the day and stuff. So I'm uh I'm looking forward to actually getting into it because this is, this is fun. One and done is fun because anything can happen.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I agree with you on that. Uh, John Rothstein was the guy that I was listening to on Pardon My Take. I don't know if that name means anything to you guys. I have no idea who he is, but he sounded like he knew what he was talking about.
2: At the, at this point, Mike, the only sports people I listen to are podcasts. The, these cable network you know. guys, these cable network
1: and well, he he's uh, he was like I said he was he, he was a guest on the Pardon My Take podcast with a uh, Big Cat uh, Barstool Big Cat and PFT commentator. That shit's hysterical. Like that podcast and KFC Radio. Oh my God! There are moments I'm listening to that at work, and I just you just know I'm there because I just randomly start laughing for no reason. Okay. Uh, I have to I have to keep myself from I have to keep myself laughing to keep myself from crying.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I can't say I can't say I've listened to him, but I mean based yeah. off of that review, I'll
0: have to try and give him a shot.
1: Yep. What do you got, Eric? Do you know who that uh, is, John Rossing?
0: I don't know off the top of my head, but right, cool. um, I do listen to the barstool guys sometimes. Um so I'm a little more familiar with them than Dave is. Uh so yeah. Um, mm. But no, I don't know. I didn't know him specifically, but yeah, I'm. I'm just excited for the the games weekend. I'm excited baseball's ramping up more and more. I know we're not really talking about it because not really much to talk about right now. There hasn't been any major injuries. There hasn't been much of anything. Well, so let's, let, you know, let's wait training, to
1: see. Uh, let's wait to see how Carlos Carrasco comes back this week before you say that. But point. that's
0: what I'm saying. So for yeah. this week, there's really just not much of a storyline there to, to draw from. It's just kind of getting ready for the season but you know i'm just really excited for for the basketball this coming weekend um all around yeah i think it's fun this is where they start playing games 12 hours a day starting at what noon and go through midnight so let's go
1: should be interesting should be a good weekend all right uh did anybody have anything else for tonight
2: i'm just happy to hear that we don't got to talk about baseball <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. I'm fucking <just laughs> nice. around,
1: but yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just you got
0: a couple more weeks of enjoying it, but yeah,
1: Dave, yeah,
0: come April yeah, first. No,
2: yeah, don't be surprised if I start uh missing random shows here and there.
1: <laughs> no, the best was the last time. The best was the last time I'm talking about Mets and Eric cuts out right at the moment. I asked his opinion, so he didn't. I still don't know how much of that I, I, you heard. But that was funny to me. I'm talking baseball all of a sudden Eric cuts off. Oh, okay. I talked Mets and Eric hung up the phone. I see how it is. Okay. And Dave's just laughing on the other end of it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because you're screwed trying to talk to me about it. I mean, yeah. I, I I'm much better with you guys when the when the playoffs are here. Because that <laughs> at least I that that at least I pay a little more attention to for you guys. But
1: yeah. Yeah. No. Well,
0: I'll be all interested right. to see if maybe as you uh you know, maybe if you start taking more of an interest to it, but I no, mean, I, it I, I, I was gonna done. say,
1: like Dave hasn't in a decade of doing this, so I don't think that's gonna happen. But it's okay. Nah, it's all right, not. yeah, it's all right. It's like it me. Doesn't hurt
0: to, it doesn't hurt to hold on to hope, Eric. I mean, you never <laughs> absolutely, ever, babe. No. Dave. What I want to do though, and Mike, you're you're more than welcome to join as well. But Dave, at some point in this uh, like next couple weeks when it starts getting nice, um, let's go play around of golf.
2: Oh, if you, you want to have do. you want to have yourself a good laugh, I will happily play golf with you because I yeah, suck. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm a hack. I'm gonna shoot over hundred. Don't worry, I'm not. Dude, I, I, I haven't I haven't played in two years, so I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wow you. Don't worry, but I just, just get out. I want to just start playing more again. I haven't played in a while and. I want to start doing that and fishing more as the spring comes along. Just talking sports things with you guys, just some sporting things that I enjoy doing. That I just want to get out and do more of this you spring. F- you sound more and more like a married man, my friend.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I'm, a, I'm,
0: a hundred, I'm a
2: hundred percent down to play with you. My best score ever is a 106. So shooting over a hundred doesn't, to me, doesn't say you're bad. It just lets lets me know I can play with you
1: listen i i haven't i've never played a full round of golf i haven't even picked up a golf club since i was in high school but i mean i w- i would love to see you guys so i mean you guys name a date if i can make it i'd be there
2: love it awesome I'm down. yeah, yeah.
0: dave I, definitely we gotta get together go play at the knoll or something
2: yeah it's only a 20 minute drive for me Mike mike you're gonna be hey, a dave, if you do, like, to like you, you had, to, you had, you had to, to, say, to plan
1: out yeah like you had to say 20 minute drive huh Thanks. Yeah. it's going to be a little harder to plan out, my friend. Yeah. Okay. So for me, that'll be two hours. Okay. That sounds good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you this. I don't know about you guys, Eric. I know you said you got last week off. If we're going to wrap up here, this is how I want to wrap it up. Eric, I don't know when your week off starts, but I have Friday off. This Friday. You got Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out first episode. And I'm watching all four hours of that Justice League movie this week. I, I don't know what I like. I'm going in with low expectations, but I'm watching all that shit this week. What about you guys?
2: I don't know if I can do Friday. I am. I already have plans with my uh, good old Joey D. Well, Friday. no,
1: I, I, think, I think if we're going to do... Oh, I may not be able to do Sunday this week. I got a fantasy draft.
2: Well, we're not e- we're meeting up on Sunday to watch it, so he probably won't even be here at like two o'clock, and it's four hours long. So yeah, uh, I I I can't. I'm just saying, like I, I'm down to try and do something with you guys, but I don't know if this weekend will be the best weekend for us to do it with everything going on.
0: So no problem. Well, listen, I'm free next week as well. So I mean, we if we want to do something next week. Or whatever, that works for me, too. Um, Plus, I'm with you guys. I don't know if I'm going to necessarily be able to watch everything on Friday, but I am going to try to at least maybe watch Falcon and Winter Soldier sometime on Friday and then Justice League sometime either Saturday or Sunday, depending on which day I have less to do. Um, But, yeah, so I am – I'm definitely doing something, you know, and, again, if it doesn't necessarily happen for this week's show, you know we'll try to do something for next week's
1: yeah definitely definitely i know um i think me and cousin david may wind up doing a little random thought thing just with a bunch of little shit that we want to talk about on um at some point this week so we might go live with that that i i want to keep doing that one we haven't done one of those in a while so there's that but uh no, yeah, i that- think
0: i found a way i still haven't tried it out yet though i'm going to be really bummed if it doesn't work because i haven't been able to get HBO Max on my TV because I have an LG TV and apparently you can't get HBO. Oh, Max. Oh, you've been trying this for a couple of months now. I have been because I wasn't able to watch Wonder Woman. Remember yeah. so what I did yeah. though is I kind of think I found a workaround. I went out and bought an Amazon Fire Stick. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that'll so. Eric, I should girl. be able to download HBO Max to that.
2: Yeah, Eric, my girl had to do that. So her TV wouldn't uh, didn't have the ability to download HBO Max. Went and got a Fire Stick, hooked it up to her TV. She's good to go. We've watched a couple, watched a couple of things on there.
0: I tell you this: Did you wa- Are you oh, going to watch sorry. Justice League too? I know you guys are going to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, but Dave, you going to watch Justice League? I'm watching it with Joey D on Sunday. Oh, you're watching Justice League Sunday. I thought you were watching. Are you watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Justice League Sunday with him? I feel, uh, I feel uh, like that, Falcon. I, that I wouldn't bank
2: on. More, more likely going to be watching like. Uh, just that, you know, you know, Joey, man. Jo- Joey gives you an a-, a couple hours and then he's ready to go home. <laughs> I love him to death, but jo- Joey likes being home.
1: Nothing he wrong does, with like, that. Yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with that at all, man. I'm a homebody myself. Oh, nah, I'm not, Adam. Yeah. Nah, I, when you said Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was pretty sure. Um, That's that's a you and your girlfriend thing. Probably. Right. That's that's replacing WandaVision for you guys. Right.
2: Actually, I got permission. She said, I'm really not interested <laughs> in that. You can, you can watch that without me. I'm like, all right, that's good. So Friday on my lunch break, I can watch it instead of waiting until Saturday night.
0: Nice. So <laughs> if, if,
2: if that works for her, it works for me. And then worst case scenario, it's really good. I tell her it's really good. And I watch it again with her.
1: There you go. There you go. I'm, um, I'm going to say this just because I've been watching this. You know, uh, HBO Max. I know you guys don't always like it when I bring up like the darker documentaries that I watch from time to time, but the like one the that wire? They, that's not a documentary, <laughs> that's not a documentary and wire is one of the greatest shows of all time. Y'all aren't missing out. But anyway, um, no, nah, the documentary that they, uh, yeah, the documentary that they had on HBO max, uh, the, the Mia Farrow, Woody Allen saga. It's intense, man. It's intense. It's pre- it's pretty uh, good sure. though. Pretty good.
2: Oh, right. I, I'm I'm sorry, my Eric, Eric just knocked me off of that man. I, I'm not yeah, hate I'm, I'm, not <laughs> hate I'm, not hate I'm not gonna hate. on what you said, but dude, he dropped the wire. I lost my shit. I can't even stop smiling. Well, uh, I, I am.
1: I am just. I. I. You know. I get that it wasn't meant in a good way, but I don't care as long as we're talking. No, no, about no. It was, That's all it, that matters.
2: It's a good. It's a good. It's a no. Good, it was. It was. It was good, good timing. A good, good ribbing timing. from a friend. That, that's yeah. what that was. No, no, no. It was
1: good timing. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with anything. I'm not mad at you, Eric. That was that was good timing. It's good oh, timing. Oh my God! All right, buddy. Let's wrap. This yeah, let's wrap it up. up. Let's wrap it up. Okay, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Join HBO Max for Justice League. Stay for the fucking wire. All right, let's do some last words here. Thank you everybody for joining us here tonight, Dave Hastings.
2: You know, every week I join this show, and I'm so exhausted. And by the end of the show, I'm smiling and laughing my ass off. So mm. I love you guys. I'm glad we can do this together, and uh hope it, hope it never stops.
0: Stay yeah. sweaty, my friend.
1: You stay sweaty, yes. I, I'll tell you this. I was ready to pass out about 20 minutes before we started the show tonight, so I'm with you on that, Dave. Eric Tressler.
0: Stay sweaty, guys.
1: Stay sweaty, my friend. Yes, and thank Not you. To everybody get
0: sweaty over both sports-wise and uh, DC Marvel, all of it. It's it's a big sweaty weekend coming.
1: Absolutely, a
0: lot better than anything we got in 2020.
1: Can you guys I agree be, with that? Tomorrow will be a year since my store shut down for two months. It's just crazy to me that it's been a year already. Feels longer.
0: Thursday. Time flies April. when you're having fun.
1: Oh, is that Thursday, what it is?
2: Thursday the 18th is a year since I started working from home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. It was all this week last year. Unbelievable. All right, but anyway, thank you, everybody, for joining us on all our podcasting outlets, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn. For Dave Hastings and Eric Tressler, I am Mike aglia Thank you all for listening. We will see you all next week.